I've got a stopwatch here on my phone for two reasons. Number one, I don't want to handicap the ministers that are coming after me. I give honor to Brother and Sister Massey and to our incredible church staff, both male and female. Uh, we have great women and men of God that are a part of this church staff, and I honor them. And so I don't want to handicap them, but also I want to be respectful of what my bishop has said, and that is he put a time limit on this, and so I want to be respectful of that. And so thank you, Bishop, for the opportunity to minister this morning. Judges chapter 16, verse number 5. I'll read for time's sake and get this stopwatch going, and then I'll deliver what the Lord has given me for this morning. The scripture says in verse number 5, And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her, this would be Delilah, and said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein his great strength lies, and by what means we may prevail against him. This would be Samson, that we may bind him to afflict him, and we will give you every one of us 1,100 pieces of silver. And so for just a few minutes before Bishop prays, I would just like uh, to speak on this subject this morning, protect your relationship. Bishop, would you please pray over the word this morning? In the name of Jesus, Lord, your word is already anointed. Anoint your male servant to speak to oracles of God to us. God, let our hearts be fertile ground today. Let the word be engrafted in us. Let it produce. Let it prosper where you send it. God, I plead the blood of the lamb over this congregation, those in person, those by live stream. Lord, you protect us from any distractions and let the word benefit in our lives today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated in Jesus' name. And Brother Barlow, my stopwatch is beginning, so... Like I told you, if it gets 19 minutes and 59 seconds, I'm going to jump off here and call your name. Um, we're going to get going here. But I, I want to speak on this subject for just a little while this morning and uh, bring out a couple of things. Obviously, we don't have time to cover this entire passage. But many of you may recall uh, towards the beginning or the middle of March when the COVID-19 uh, really became prevalent in all of our lives, uh, I think it was more towards the end of March, and how seemingly overnight our entire world had changed. Uh, the way that we did life, everything changed seemingly overnight uh, because of COVID-19. And I will say in the same respect, I believe that it was also an alarm clock for the church. And I don't mean our congregation because God had already made us a promise through Sister Ruth Jackson, but I mean the called-out church. It was an awakening, so to speak, for the people of God, for the church of God, um, when all of this happened. And it was almost as like there was now an urgency. We saw how quickly our world can change. We saw the climate spiritually begin to change, and we begin to see with our own eyes that just seemingly overnight, a lot of things can change. And I believe it woke a lot of people up, or it should have woke a lot of people up. And with that being said, I believe during this time, and I can speak personally for myself, the words that have been ministered through not only our shepherd, but the ministry team here, 
God has done some purging over the past four or five months. God has done some pruning. God um, has done some working on me, and I think all of us could say the same thing during this time. God has done some great things. But I would also like to say, I think the reason why and the Lord is not allowing this to lift is because there has created a sensitivity for us to hear the voice of God. I'll give you an example. Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh until he found himself praying in the belly of a great fish. And in that season, all of a sudden, he said, now, Lord, I'll turn my ear to what you're saying and I'll go to Nineveh. And so what I'm saying is, is that there's been an increase in sensitivity. And so God can use the words that have been ministered and even the words in this revival, Sister Massey, that are not a typical revival messages. Well, it's because in this season, there are words that have to be ministered in this season. And I'll say it even further. I don't believe that this season is going to end soon because I believe there are yet still more words of direction and instruction from this man in this season for this body. And this season cannot end until those words are released into this season for this body for our benefit. Humanity is resilient. Humanity is adaptable. And even after God has shaken our world, very quickly we can come into a new routine. A new normal can become a new routine for us. It only takes a couple of months for us to change course and change direction and do the same thing every day. And all of a sudden we can find ourselves in a rut, in a path, in a routine. And I feel the reason why the Lord allowed this to come was to get the church out of that deceptive rut that they were in, the called out church, to wake up and to realize we don't have much time left. I don't believe this was a bad thing. I believe this was a wake up call for the called out church to let us realize that the time is short. And we can't live in that old routine. Bishop made clear that we were not going to go back to the way things were. And it's not that they were bad around here. They were good. But there's a different level that we're moving to. I'll prove it to you. On May 24th of 2020, I journal a lot. It's kind of like giving voice to my thoughts. During corporate prayer, Sister Hildebrand, God used her. And the Lord said this in the middle of all of this. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't lose momentum. My kingdom is coming. Do not fall back, but push forward. What is God saying there? God's saying, don't go back and be lulled to sleep like we may have been. Don't go back to old routines. Don't go back to old ruts, but realize and wake up that my kingdom is near. Push forward. Don't fall back. What does that have to do with Samson? Well, I'm going to show you this morning. The enemy is a great deceiver, as Bishop just said a few minutes ago. The scripture tells us that Samson, when he was born, was blessed at birth, and the Spirit of the Lord moved on him from time to time. We know that he slew a lion with his bare hands. We know that he slew a thousand Philistine men with just the jawbone of a donkey. God used him. God's favor was on him. But I will submit to you that I don't think 
that Samson protected or valued the thing that God had placed on him. He was not sensitive to what was happening underneath his own nose. The scripture says that, and it came to pass afterward in verse number four, that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. I'll stop here and say that Samson had an issue. Samson had a problem. Samson had a craving. Go back and read the story. This wasn't the only woman that he looked at. And because that craving was not dealt with, the deceiver came in and began to destroy Samson. The scripture says, And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said to her, Entice him, or persuade him, or entice to deceive. And see wherein his great strength lies, and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and we will give, every, we will give thee every one of us 1,100 pieces of silver. Now, I, I want to pause right here. There is no way that the adversary can pluck you and I out of the hands of God. There is no way that the adversary can destroy a child of God. He cannot take you out of your father's kingdom. You have to willingly choose to go or you can be deceived and not know that you already left. But he can't take you out. So he will bring deception in order to try to rid us of the things that are most valuable in our life. Let me say this this morning. Please, please be careful. And I feel like it's a broken record. But please be careful who or what you allow in your home. Please be careful who or what you allow at your dinner table. And please be careful who or what you allow in your life. You do not know where that was sent from and why it was sent to you. That's why the scripture says, try the spirit. Test the spirit. Because the enemy knows that he's not going to pluck you out of God's hands. He doesn't have the power to. But deception is his greatest tool. He knows our weaknesses, Brother Sandoval, as you ministered so eloquently a few weeks ago. He knows what our cravings are. He knows the things to set before us. Verse number six, Delilah said to Samson, tell me, I pray thee, wherein your great strength lies and wherewith you might be bound to afflict thee. Now, I know love is very powerful. But you've got to read this story and look at Samson, Sister Massey, and think, really? I know emotions are strong. I know love is strong. But the reason why I said at the outset, I don't believe that Samson valued what God had placed upon him Because even though feelings are strong and love is strong and cravings are strong, the minute that she came after what he should have been protecting, it should have been a red flag unto him that you are not the right person to be in my home, at my table, and in my life. And I will tell you tonight or today from personal experience, the minute that something tries to take away value from what you value the most, you better immediately kick that 
out of your life, from your table, and from your home. Because you don't know the purpose as to why it was sent. He should have recognized this. Why are you after my strength? Why are you after what God does through me? He should have recognized, but he didn't because the enemy is a great deceiver. We know that three times, the scripture tells us, three times that he began to play with Delilah. Three times mocking her. I don't think he really valued his relationship with God. I don't think he valued what God had placed on his life. I don't... Because the scripture tells us in verse 15, and she said unto him, how can you say that I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and has not told me where your great strength lies. And it came to pass that when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him, so his soul was vexed unto death. The enemy, folks, is persistent. The enemy is crafty. That's why he told Eve, did God really say that? This is from the beginning, but yet it's still happening within our own families and individually. This is still happening. God is after our stuff. God is after what is most valuable to us. And we've got to protect our relationship with God. We've got to protect our relationship with our shepherd. We've got to protect the word of God being prevalent in our life. It's not because we know he can come up to our door and snatch us out of our homes. It's because he uses the method of deception and sometimes we're just unaware. And you and I in this season cannot afford to miss out on what God has for us. So I'll say it again today. Please, please be careful. There have been four messages that have been preached over the last week, and God has tried for us to release some stuff. God has tried for us to cut some stuff off. God has tried for us to move in a different dimension. And again, this morning, I say to you, be careful what you allow in your home. Be careful what you allow at your table. Be careful who you allow or what you allow in your life. I urge you this morning, not because I wanted to preach this, but obedience has to be our responsibility. And he told her all of his heart. Why? He had no idea that the Philistines were behind all of this the entire time. There hath not come a razor upon my head. This is a Nazarite vow. There are three distinct um, requirements for this. I won't speak of it this morning because of time's sake. For I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he hath showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. 
she made him sleep upon her knees and she called for a man. She caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head and she began to afflict him. And his strength was went from him. You say, why is it so important that we talk about deception in this hour? This last verse sums it up for us. She said, the Philistines be upon you, Samson. And he awoke out of his his sleep and said, I will go out as if it were any other time before, and I will shake myself. And he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. How can a man that could take the jawbone of a donkey and slay a thousand Philistine men who could rip the lion's jaw from to and fro, who undoubtedly, I think everybody in this room would say that Samson could recognize when the spirit of the Lord came upon him. He felt it, he recognized it, he knew it. But I would submit to you today, I don't believe that Samson had any value for what God had placed on his life. He did not protect his relationship. And so the adversary, knowing his weakness, sent a woman by as she was led by the Philistines to entice him, to persuade him so that the adversary could take him down. And I would submit to you there are spiritual giants all over this building this morning. And the enemy undoubtedly knows that he does not have the power to outright destroy you. But there are things time and time again that have come. And that is the reason why I'm so thankful during this time that God has pruned in this boy's life. That God has purged in this boy's life. Because sometimes we think things are innocent. And yet we do not recognize that they have been sent to distract and to destroy. I submit to you, I really don't believe that Samson should have ever died. But when you submit to deception, you take a whole nother course of life. As I said earlier, there's only two things that can allow you to transfer from one kingdom to the other. That's your choosing and that's deception. It's you walking away. Brother Barlow, if you would get ready, sir, to come up. I'm coming to a close this morning. I, I was praying this morning. I, I felt so bad for Brother Barlow knowing the word that I was going to have to deliver this morning. <laughs> He's going to have to resurrect this thing, and I know he will. I know God has ordained it this way. But every, try, every time I tried to dwell on something else, the Lord brought me back here. So this morning, you just close your eyes as the man of God begins to make his way to the platform. I cannot tell you how crucial it is. The Lord has allowed this season to come in our life. He has allowed us to increase in sensitivity. He has allowed us to see some things. for our benefit and I would say to you tonight this morning I'm already thinking about baby dedications tonight 
Be careful who or what you allow in your home. Be careful who or what you allow at your table and be careful who or what you allow in your life. Test it. Try it. Make sure it is not there or has been sent to rob you of the favor, of the power that God has placed on your life. Folks, it's not worth it. We must protect. We must be watchful. The enemy is a great deceiver and he will not stop until the Lord returns. Whatever we do this morning and moving into this revival, I pray, seek, search, but be careful. Be careful. Because he wants nothing more than to destroy and to deceive. Try. God will give direction. Amen. Would you stand all over the building this morning? Would you just bow your heads and would you close your eyes and would you just pray for just a few moments as our family pastor comes this morning?